Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Parallel Christian Society podcast. My name is Andrew Torba. I'm the CEO of Gab.com and your host. I have an absolutely unbelievable story for you today. And I couldn't wait to get this recorded because this is such an important story. You know, I read this story about this family who has this 15-year-old boy um, who got into this private group chat and then they were raided by the FBI. And we're going to get into this. I'm going to read their story. They put up a give, uh, give, send, go link. And I have talked to someone who has been in touch with the father, has confirmed that this is going on, has has seen uh, the bail bond receipts and, and all of that. And I, I, you know, I read this and I, I couldn't believe it at first. It was almost one of those things like, is this really happening in the United States of America? And unfortunately, you know, we're seeing this this pop up more and more. <clears throat> and it's it's crazy to think that this is happening in our country. But unfortunately, uh, this is where we're at. This is where, you know, working class um, Christian families, this is this is what we're facing. And so we need to be aware of this type of stuff. And that's why I want to bring attention to it in this episode. And so let me let me just read the story um, and then. We could talk about it after. So this is at uh, givesendgo.com forward slash uh, R-U-F-I-N-I family. So the Rafini family, maybe I'm spelling that wrong. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Forgive me if I am. But let's let's dive into the story so that it's again, it's almost too unbelievably to, uh, too unbelievable to be true. So I'll start. Our family has unexpectedly incurred very substantial for us legal expenses as the result of an aggressive investigation against our 15-year-old son for posting offensive memes in a private group chat. While the investigation resulted in juvenile probation and a minor misdemeanor uh, conviction for breach of peace, our home was raided by the FBI and we were forced to come up with thousands of dollars in non-refundable bail money and legal fees. We are a working class family that lives paycheck to paycheck and bankruptcy is a near certainty. It will be a struggle to keep our home without help. Our difficulties began in early 2023. Our 15 year old was homeschooled and working in the office of my father's family business during the day when my father was diagnosed with esophageal cancer. In addition to running a business, my father was responsible for the full time care of my 93 year old grandmother who lived in an in-law apartment at his home. My father very abruptly became too ill from chemotherapy to work full time or care for my grandmother. And a large portion of the responsibility for this fell on my son until I can get home from work every day. It was a very stressful time compounded by several unrelated deaths in the family that happened in the same time period. None of our children, including my son, had been raised with cell phones or unrestricted internet access. It became necessary for him to have a phone so he could communicate while he was alone at my father's house caring for my grandmother. And so we reluctantly allowed him to have a cell phone. He spent a lot of time alone with nothing to do but wait and think. And the cell phone became a welcome distraction. His interest in history and theology led him down a rabbit hole where he was recruited into group chats targeting teenage traditionalist Catholics with with extreme political content. We later learned that these chats were being closely monitored and possibly operated by FBI agents as part of an ongoing effort to investigate traditional Catholics that was downstream of a broader domestic investigation spurred by the events of January 6th. My son is very stoic, so we had no idea any of this was occurring. 
He dutifully assisted my father during the day and went home in the evening while I took over my father's house. Unbeknownst to us, he was being drawn deeper and deeper into these chats and goaded into doing things like taking pictures of himself in public, wearing ski masks, and to print out memes and leave them on picnic tables. They would ask him if he had access to guns. He would go to target shooting under the supervision of my brother, who lived in uh, the in-law apartment at our home and owned firearms, and encourage him to sneak photographs of the guns and post them. Ironically, our legal troubles began when he had an attack of conscience and abruptly deleted all of his chat apps. Chat apps. He later told us that he felt using social media was a coping mechanism and it had been affecting his mood and ability to sleep. The FBI panicked and made the assumption that he must have connected to a terror cell in real life and gone dark ahead of some potential violent act. There was no such plan and they had no evidence of one, but it didn't stop them from spending two weeks fabricating a legal pretense for a search warrant for our home. At 10 p.m. on a Sunday evening, we were dragged out of our home at gunpoint, handcuffed and locked in a van while they searched our home for evidence of this imagined plot. Having found no such evidence, they seized my brother's firearms and had my son hospitalized on mental health pretenses. We didn't learn until that night the scope of the investigation or the amount of time and resources expended on my son. We know him to be kind and conscientious uh, and a boy who is active in his community and church. He's a volunteer firefighter and an altar boy. He said some things that we aren't very happy with and showed a severe lack of judgment in his associations, but the response seemed disproportionate. It soon became clear that there was no grand conspiracy or imminent danger, and the FBI lost interest, but we have been mired in the aftermath ever since. There was a DCF investigation that went nowhere, but required us to go to daily appointments for months. The state brought criminal charges against my son that were eventually disposed of, but required a legal battle that lasted months. When his charges were disposed of, my brother and I were charged for allowing my son to target shoot based on the assumption that we must have somehow known he was he was involved in political extremism online it seems unlikely to amount uh, to much but it has cost us over twenty thousand dollars that we do not have so far i've been reluctant to seek help but the threat of losing our home has become very real i work with the homeless for a faith-based nonprofit organization and my brother manages a family-owned butcher shop my my wife stays at home and homeschools our younger children while managing a small homestead we are paying legal bills by by not paying other bills. Our credit is extended as far as it can go so our kids can have Christmas. The mortgage is a few weeks behind and we have zero breathing room for any unexpected expenses at this point. Our son is racked with guilt and believes himself to be a fall for our dire financial straits. While it is very humbling for me as someone who has always provided for others to ask for help, I know it is sometime necessary and that time has come. And so this is their gifts and go. This, this story is just absolutely incredible. So here you have a 15-year-old boy. Um, you know, he's homeschooled uh, and uh, comes from a, a very traditional, very Christian family. And up until this point in his life, has never even had a cell phone. They had some, you know, issues going on, some health issues within their family uh, and some struggles, as we all do. And so, you know, he got into some of these group chats. And uh, it turns out that these group chats were either run by or were certainly infiltrated by uh, the FBI. And, you know, we've seen this story time and time and again, and uh, it's it's really unfortunate. It's, it's absolutely crazy to think that uh, this is where the resources uh, of the FBI are going, um, targeting 15-year-old kids 
that are uh, Christians uh, who believe in uh, traditional family values and uh, really financially crippling, um, you know, a working class family. Now, praise God, um, I was able to get this link out there and, um, you know, through some of my networks, um, you know, we were able to get the word out about this. And again, that's why I'm, I'm doing this, uh, this episode on this right now is because I want to help this family out. And they were able to, to meet their goal. Um, but if you want to help them out, you can go to give, send, go forward slash R-U-F-I-N-I-F-A-M-I-L-Y. So that's the link and you could read the, the full story there. And if you want to make a donation to help them out, you can. Uh, they did reach their goal, but um, you know I want to bless this family for everything that they've been through and, and help them out. Uh, this these stories are starting to pop up and you know this is really a testament to how as parents we really need to be discerning and we need to be on top of what our children are doing online um you know th- this is why we need to understand you know what apps our children are using and um you know frankly and i say this as someone who runs a social network i don't think that children under the age of 18 should be on social media I do not think it is a place for them. Um, I think that there are too many people that (laughs) want to entrap them and want to indoctrinate them into their worldview. And uh, we need to make sure that we are laying the bedrock as their parents, especially as Christians, um, in a biblical worldview and um, and protecting them. You know, there's another story that uh, is related to this. Um, in a different way, in, in terms of protecting our kids online, um, the Wall Street Journal had a story on Instagram. Instagram's algorithm deli- delivers toxic video mix to adults who follow children. So Instagram's real service is designed to show users streams of short videos on topics the system decides will interest them, such as sports, fashion, or humor. The Meta platform's owned social app does the same thing for users its algorithm decides might have a purient interest in children testing by the wall street journal confirmed the journal sought to determine what instagram's reels algorithm would recommend to test accounts it set up following only young gymnasts cheerleaders and other teen and preteen influencers active on the platform so you know instagram's algorithm is designed to show you more of the stuff that you're following and so if you're an adult uh that is a predator and is following a bunch of young gymnasts and cheerleaders and preteen influencers on the platform, their algorithm is going to recommend more of that to you. And this is related to another article that was uh, published by the Wall Street Journal earlier this year that showed that there was a vast pedophile network on Instagram. Uh, The uh, Meta Unit's systems for fostering communities have guided users to child sex content company says it is improving the controls and so instagram is is it it appears to be a um a haven for predators and so your children should not be on that platform their algorithm is designed to literally push this type of content to these people and some of that content could be content of your children and we have we have to be diligent we have to be discerning we have to be smart we cannot allow our kids, you know, to enter into the den of vipers. <clears throat> Excuse me. I still uh, still have a little bit of a cold. Uh, and so we cannot allow our kids into the den of vipers. We have to protect them. 
and uh, we have to get the word out about um, you know teaching our kids you know how to use these platforms if they're going to use them if you're going to allow it then you need to monitor it closely and you need to take the time to teach them um, you know to avoid these type of situations and it's unfortunate but that's just the reality uh, of the situation and so I remember earlier this year there was a story let me see if I can find it real quick um, about the FBI spying on traditionalist Catholics uh, here we go Okay, give me one second. Let me pull it up here. So the FBI mounted spying operations on traditionalist Catholic churchgoers across the whole United States, according to new evidence obtained by politicians. Uh, The FBI was in February accused of secretly gathering evidence which might link Catholics in Richmond area of Virginia to the far right nationalist movement. At least one agent was sent out to spy on Catholics who were worshiping at churches and chapels in the area, a U.S. government uh, committee was told. New revelations by the U.S. House Judiciary Committee on Wednesday have revealed, however, that the espionage against Catholics was far broader, also encompassing the activities of agents in the West Coast states of Oregon and California at the very least. There were multiple field offices of the FBI coordinating an investigation into traditionalist Catholics, according to the committee. In a press release, the Judiciary Committee said that the information recently produced to the committee has demonstrated that the FBI relied on information from around the country to develop its assessment that some Catholics could become terrorists. The committee said that the new information originated from the FBI officials based in Portland and in Los Angeles. Jim Jordan, uh, Representative Jim Jordan, who chairs the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, said the latest evidence debunks the claim by FBI Director Christopher Wray that the first leaked memo represented a single product by a single field office. Leaks reveal that the FBI focused in particular on Catholics who were interested in traditional Latin mass as the group within the church allegedly the most likely to be sympathetic to violent extremist activities. Documents show, however, that the FBI planned not only to infiltrate infiltrate irregular traditionalist organizations like the Society of St. Pius X, but also the mainstream church. Agents were also planning to engage in outreach to mainline Catholic parishes uh, and leadership. At the time of the leak, Bishop Barry uh, Knesset out of Richmond responded by criticizing the FBI for spying on Catholics. People of all faith groups have long found refuge in the constitutional protections of our great nation, he said. We all seek to share in God's gift of life, enjoy the fruits of liberty that our nation offers, and assist one another in ensuring the common good. The FBI operation was defended, however, by Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, a Catholic who Hillary Clinton, who was Hillary Clinton's running mate in the 2016 presidential election. Senator Kaine said the purpose of the investigation was to find violent extremists who were targeting radical traditionalist Catholics in an effort to recruit them. We've done the same thing for years, working in tandem with Moss, because there have been groups that have been tried to target or radicalize, especially young people. So this is this is incredible. You know, uh, America, a Christian nation, and uh, we have the federal government, the FBI targeting um, teenage boys that are Catholic, that are in group chats, posting memes. It's uh, it's almost unbelievable. But, you know, you look at stuff like... Uh, like Douglas Mackey's case. And, um, you know, this stuff is happening. You look at stuff like the January 6th, the people that are still sitting in prison, you know, going on two years, three years now, three years, unbelievable. 
Um, you know, the Douglas, Douglas Mackey case in particular, he's sentenced to uh, to seven months um, in uh, for posting a meme on Twitter and um, and making fun of Hillary Clinton voters. Uh, so, you know, that that this this stuff is happening, guys. We need to be uh, diligent. We need to keep an eye on our kids. And when this stuff is happening, we need to you know, shine a light on it and and support uh, the families that are going through this and um, and talk about it. Because if we don't, you know, the mainstream press isn't going to pick up on this. Um, you know, they're they're not going to help these people. And so we need to rally around uh, these families and get stories like this out there and support these people. So I would encourage you to to pray for this family and to uh, to support them if you can at the Give, Send, Go link. GiveSendGo.com forward slash R-U-F-I-N-I-F-A-M-I-L-Y. Um, they have already reached their goal, which is fantastic. But I just want to make sure that we bless them and um, and they have a great Christmas season um, and they can they can pay off, you know, the the, the legal fees that they have uh, for dealing with this situation. Um, and please pray for their son, too. You know, uh, he's obviously going through um, a hard time with the stuff going on in his family. And, you know, he got into these group chats and stuff. And, you know, I, I haven't seen what was posted, um, you know, but it, it I, I, from what, all, all intents and purposes, it clearly wasn't anything that was, uh, you know, promoting violence or anything like that. It just seems like they uh, they were goading him into posting pictures with guns and whatever else and sort of entrapping him, um, which, you know, we've seen before. And, you know, when you're 15 years old, you're very, very impress- impressionable. And so it's it's very easy to uh, be peer pressured by um, by people that are influencing you. Um, and it turns out those those people behind the anonymous accounts are actually the FBI. So that's the other warning here, too, is if you're in group chats and stuff, you got to be very careful what you're saying, because, you know, whenever you're in a group chat and this is what I do, whenever I'm in a group chat and I very, I very seldom join group chats for this reason, uh, because I know that many of them are infiltrated. And so when you're in a group chat, if you're posting something, you should post under the assumption that it is public, that it that you're posting on your main timeline and that everybody can see what you're posting. Um, because if there's, you know, more than one other person in there, <laughs> even if there's one person in that group chat, one other person, right? It's just a, a one-to-one DM. Assume that that information could be leaked at some point in the future. And so, you know, that's why it always helps to uh, be authentic and um, and just be yourself, both in your public and private persona. You know, there, there is no difference between those two. If you sort of live that way, um, it becomes a lot easier. Uh, you know, to have conversations both in, in private and in public because the conversations are going to look the same. And so if something gets leaked, you have nothing to worry about because, you know, I, I'm going to say the same things in public that I, that I say in private. I'm the same person. And so if, you, uh, if you're always living authentically, you sort of don't have to worry about leaked group chats or anything like this. Um, and, and this happens all the time, you know, people's group chats getting leaked and stuff and, and these group chats are, are being infiltrated. So just, you know, let that be a lesson to you, not just, you know, as parents looking out for our children, but, you know, even as adults who may be in some of these group chats that like, you know, what you're saying, just imagine it's being posted in public. Imagine that, imagine that there may be an FBI agent in that group chat. Okay. So don't be fed posting in group chats. Don't say something stupid in, in group chats. That's going to get you uh, rated by the FBI later on. 
But anyway, keep this family in your prayers. I just wanted to get that story out there. I cannot believe that this stuff is happening in our country. Uh, but it's the reality of the situation, and we want to shine a light on it, and we want to um, uplift and support uh, this family and um, and and get this stuff out there and, and warn people about it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, remember to speak freely. Christ is King.